you can remove the burden of grades or grading or some kind of assessment and just let the kids kind of read what they wrote. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. Summer is upon us, Andrew. That's good news, isn't it? The swimming pools will open, the sun will be shining, the children will breathe free, (laughs) and all is right until it gets brutally hot. (laughs) As it does here in Oklahoma. As it does very quickly in Oklahoma. Yes, yes. And oftentimes when the kids go back to school in the fall... And if they do an IEW class, they might watch you on video talking about evaporation. Yes. Well, you know, it naturally accompanies heat. (laughs) And the whole idea of summer vacation, I think, once was originated with the idea that parents needed kids' help to bring in the crops or something. Mm -hmm. But it's lasted for a very long time with very few children helping to bring in the crops. Right. And lots of parents trying to figure out what to do with their children when they have all this time. Right. That they're not necessarily used to having if they go to school or do, you know, a more structured day during the school year at home. Right. So one of the challenges, of course, is to not forget the stuff you learned. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes forgetting stuff. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, honestly. But the only way to not forget stuff is to keep practicing, mm-hmm. keep using, keep applying, refresh. Right. And this is particularly true in cumulative subjects, mm-hmm. things that are kind of skills. I think we see the problem of evaporation mostly with math mm. because – You learn something, you practice it, and then you don't necessarily have a lot of opportunity to multiply and divide fractions in (laughs) daily life when you're 11 years old. Mm -hmm. You learned it in school. Where's the application? You, You don't have a math assignment to do every day or chapter to get through every week or month. And so it just kind of starts to fade. Right. Now, textbook publishers know this. Okay. That's why at the beginning of the next year's book, they always have a section of review. Right. Right, kind of a honeymoon. Like, no new concepts. Let's remind you of what you should have learned Mm -hmm. by the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And that may or may not help. But Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen it. I've, I've been actually very surprised at kids who I taught for a year, they take a few months, we start a new class, and it's just gone. Right. It's like story sequence chart. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's that? Right. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, we, we had this. We knew this. Yes. So one of the challenges, I think, for parents who want to serve their children well is to say, what can we do to kind of minimize the evaporation, keep application going, but do it in a way that's less rigorous or serious or painful. Right, right. And, uh, of course, we don't really worry much about math here. No, we don't. (laughs) But we do like it when kids can retain their writing skills. Right. And, you know, similar to playing a musical instrument, if you stop for a while, you get rusty. Mm -hmm. You, you, You lose some of that edge, some of that mastery. Sure. That you had. And like I said, nobody likes that. Nobody likes remediation. Nobody likes having to relearn something you already knew. So we have collected from various people over time a few ideas as to what kids could do for writing over the months of vacation. Vacation, whenever that is, because I do know that we have many of our listeners who are in the land down under or at least south of the equator. And, you know, we're talking about approaching summer and they're saying, ooh, bundle up. It's getting cold down here. So whenever summer is, whenever that time is that you take a break. Well, the best thing would be like to be in Costa Rica where there's no summer or winter oh. and it's pretty much just always the same. Then you could just have school all year around and you wouldn't even notice that you didn't have a summer vacation. Except that we all know that there is great value in rest ah. and recreation and leisure. And I think, you know, we're, we we have a list of, oh, at least a dozen of great ideas and all of them have that spin on it, that it's a, it's fun. This is not going through a writing right. workbook. It's not getting graded mm-hmm. and it's not going into the schoolwork portfolio or getting turned into a teacher. And that's that's kind of the time when you can have the most fun, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like, you know, kids would learn pieces and practice and polish, and then you'd say, let's do improv. Yeah. Let's do improvisation. And, and then they could just w- pull out of their memory and combine and use or not use and mix things up, and there's no right or wrong to it. Right, right. And so that's a, that's a true recreation. You ever notice the word recreation? means re-creation. I have an undergraduate degree in recreation. I am well aware of the value of recreating, boss. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, what are your favorites from the list of ideas that various people have contributed to? Well, and and I think we can go back and forth. And, you know, I'll pick a favorite and you pick a favorite and we'll go like that. But I also want to just mention, we mentioned that, or I mentioned that going through a writing workbook or even one of our theme-based writing lessons might be too much over the summer in terms of it's not light enough. It's not fun enough if you're trying to fit, you know, 30 weeks of instruction in 10 weeks. And so worst practices would be don't do that. Unless you want to. Unless um, unless the students want to. And that kind of segues into another, only if they really want to do this, don't th- give them a blank journal and say, hey, I want you to fill this this summer. That's that blank page. Kids get frustrated with that. If you have a, a child who loves to write and is already 13 pages into their first novel, absolutely, 
you know, that would be a great idea. But these are not that. These are more for, I would say, reluctant writers, you know, kind of those kind of ideas. So one of my favorites that we collected is a postcard writing opportunity. And there's actually a website, postcrossing.com, where you can go to and it's free to sign up. And you're basically tracking, they, they give you who to write for. It's kind of like a pen pal thing, mm. but a postcard. You know, that's very small. Mm-hmm. You don't have to write a lot on there, but they track who is getting postcards, who is, how many miles that postcard has gone. You can send it all around the world. So if you went there, would you get like a random person that you do not know? Yes. And you would write a postcard to them? Yes, yes. And then they would write a postcard back to you? Someone, or they would write a postcard to someone else? You would might get a postcard from someone else, not necessarily the person that you wrote to. Yeah, and there's like little statistics on their website that, you know, almost a million members are a part of this postcard crossing, hmm. postcrossing.com, and um, 207 countries. And they talk about how many miles these postcards have gone collectively. And it's just a fun way. I think it would be a great way. Now, there is a cost involved because you have to get a postcard and you have to put stamp on it because these are real postcards. These are not, this is not electronic. This is actual snail mail, which I think is also charming. Yes. Yes. The the art of letter writing mm-hmm. has uh, almost died. Yeah. I love getting letters from kids. Mm-hmm. One thought on the postcard content would be to share a joke. Oh, there you go. I mean, who doesn't want a joke? Right. Even if you knew the joke, right. it's nice to be reminded of the joke. <laughs> Good. I like so, it. Um, but you, you could basically say anything you want about whatever you're thinking about, about yeah. your life, whatever. Yeah. All right. So postcrossing.com, probably set up by a secret agency within the United States Postal Service to create more revenue through stamp sales? I'm not going to assign any ulterior motive to this. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. What's um, one of your favorites? Well, one thing that I heard about a long time ago that I thought was so charming, this these twin boys mm. went on a vacation with their grandparents to Arizona. And they took a lot of pictures, of course. And so... The mom suggested that the kids could kind of do a unit five style, but just one paragraph, one picture. Mm -hmm. And so you basically have your topic sentence, what you see in the picture, and then anything else before, during, after, outside, invisible thoughts, feelings, um, and and then a clincher so that you create a a multi-sentence short paragraph caption mm-hmm. for the picture from the vacation, from yeah, the I travel. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. And uh, this kind of came, and I'm not saying anyone should necessarily do this, but it was a charming idea. The kids did a few because their mom said, you got to do this, but it wasn't so hard. Right. And they got the idea of writing a caption for a whole lot of pictures and then printing the picture with the caption in a book. And you can do these online book printing things now. And then they gave that book as a gift to the grandparents who took them on the trip. And that, I think there were like over 50 
picture paragraph things wow. and the two the two boys worked on it together what a treasure so that would kind of be a nice way to leverage a vacation into a valuable memory book memoir mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, so. and I'm sure that grandma and grandpa highly affirmed that, and that was great for those boys. No doubt. If they didn't, they lose their grandparent friends right there. <laughs> but in fact, they took them on a trip. That's brave. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, my parents took my kids on trips, and I have gone on trips with my grandchildren, so I love doing that. Speaking of grandparents, I love this idea, and that's a grandparent interview. And, you know, I I think we have phones and cameras that are so prevalent, it could be something that you could do a video interview with. But how about just an interview with pen and paper and jot down some notes about their life and ask them some of those Unit 7 stories about and have them tell their stories Right, and that cultivates the skill of asking good questions. Yep. So you you'd have to kind of prepare your list of questions. Mhm. Like were there dinosaurs alive when you were a little boy? Mhm. <laughs> What's another one of your favorites? So kids uh, oftentimes have a chance to watch movies. Mhm. You know, maybe there's one that is in the theater that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a classic movie they can watch at home. I think uh, sometimes there's more opportunity in the summer for that type of thing, especially when it's so brutally hot outside. <laughs> you just don't want to be out for too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have our Unit 9 critique model. Oh, right. And I've read some very well-done critiques of movies Mm -hmm. written by kids. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that kind of has a a dual motivator there. You know, on one side, yes, you could watch this movie if you'll write a Mm -hmm. review of it. Right. And then the other thing is, oh, I wrote a review. Now I can share it with someone Mm -hmm. and start or continue a conversation. And I think you know, relatives are kind of a wonderful built-in audience. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, those can be written, typed, maybe with mom's help if necessary, and sent. Or they can be made available on a family website or mm. something. Yeah, I like that idea. You know, any anybody can set up a, a blog or a website mm-hmm. and... It doesn't take hardly any technical knowledge to do this because there's so many ways it can happen. And um, so you could kind of combine, you know, family adventures with other things like book or movie reviews. Mm -hmm. And then you can send the link to all your friends and and relatives. And I think that's a, a nice way to start the conversation about something. Mm-hmm. And and the good thing about the critique model is it's, it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you got the introduction, background information, you retell the story for the story sequence chart, and in the conclusion you tell what you liked or didn't like, trying not to use the word I so you sound a little bit more like an expert. Right, exactly. And I should think 
that there would be a little bit of positive peer pressure mm, there. Mm -hmm. Like if one child wrote a critique of a movie or book and sent that to their cousins, the cousins might think, well, I could do that too. Ah, right. And so maybe that would inspire more writing amongst the extended family members. Yep, so I like that idea. That's a thought. So I, I'm really torn. I've got a couple ideas that are vying for attention. So if we have time, I'll share both of them. I'll just do the first one and then I'll let you have a turn. I, I like this idea of a writing club, you know, just kids getting together. And maybe it's not even led by, maybe it's just led by a teenager. You know, let's just get together and let's spend, you know, some time today writing about something. And and I love, Andrew, that part of what you do in the Structure and Style for Students video courses is you have the students come up and teach a unit. So here's a great chance for these teens to teach a group of, you know, a small group of kids just something fun. And then it's not mom teacher or an actual tutor, but it's a peer or someone a little bit older Having a writing club, doesn't that sound much more enjoyable? It, it really does, and you can remove the burden of grades mm -hmm. or grading or some kind of a assessment and just let the kids kind of read what they wrote. Now, you have to prepare yourself for the fact that young boys may intentionally try to write extraordinarily silly stuff. Right. Because... That's kind of the currency for kids mm -hmm. is can I get a laugh? Mm -hmm. That's, But there's nothing terribly wrong as long as it's not borderline inappropriate. Sure, sure. So, so you can be free to, okay, let's, let's make each other laugh. Poetry, mm. you know, you can bring in poetry. Uh, you can maybe bring in a little bit of let's research something really weird. right that we wouldn't normally get a chance to research because we're doing U.S. history. Mm -hmm. But now we can find this obscure, super ugly, dangerous animal and share that mm -hmm. with people. Yeah. So I do like the writing club. And uh, one way to make it even more exciting is to schedule it so that you've got your, you know, half a dozen, 10 kids, whatever you've got. And they're going to have their writing club for maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And then you have maybe a picnic with outdoor games mm, mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. So even the kids who are not keen on doing more writing because it's something I de facto hate mm -hmm. to, well, if I participate, then I get to play with my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, making it a little bit more than just like, a class, okay, we're finished. Now we have to go on to the next busy thing. No, let's relax and eat watermelon and play volleyball. Yeah, I like that. Okay, another idea from your list? Well, I, I am kind of into cooking, as you know. And I think that it's fun for kids to learn to cook. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they might enjoy combining a recipe they've learned with some kind of commentary. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the the cookbooks nowadays aren't just books of recipes. Right. They give you kind of background or 
serving suggestions. Sure, absolutely. uh, That are more in a prose creative Mm -hmm. form. This is another way that kids could combine a picture with some information. And, you know, you have your ingredient list and then you've got how to put those ingredients together. Well, there's no reason you couldn't include your dress-ups in the prose portion. Right. And so I could imagine some kids I know uh, maybe putting together a little recipe book. I love that idea. And depending Andrew. on how far you want to take it, you could even make it an ebook, mm-hmm. and then you could hopefully sell it for five bucks. So I have a funny story to share. So we did a podcast, um, cooking with structure and style, right? Yeah. And uh, I shared a recipe on there, and as did you, and that recipe got in the show notes, and so. Link in the show notes for our podcast were the link in the show notes for my recipe on Burmese stacky uppy. So I happened to mention to my son who lives in California that I would make this for him sometime. And he has no idea what this is. What is Burmese stacky uppy? So he Googled it. Our podcast was the number eight hit oh on my. that recipe. Isn't well, that now, awesome? That is, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so... One of my suggestions, it's my turn now, so recipes, and I was looking at that idea, and I really like that because I, of course, love to cook as well, but I also love to travel, and I love taking pictures when I travel, and one of our uh, members of our customer service team came up with the idea of doing a Flat Stanley idea, and of course, to our listeners who do not know who Flat Stanley is, where have you been? (laughs) Because it's a well, pretty. You, you need to explain it a little bit because okay, I, I mentioned this to my wife and yeah. she was not familiar with. Oh, flat isn't that Stanley, interesting? So we can't make assumptions. Okay, so I will tell you what Flat Stanley is, and then tell you our twist on it. That I'm sure, oh astute listener, you know exactly what I'm going to say. So Flat Stanley is a piece of paper. It's like a paper doll, and. The doll's name is Stanley. A two-dimensional doll. Yeah, it's a piece of paper that you cut out, and it's now Flat Stanley. Mm -hmm. And you take Flat Stanley with you on trips to the Liberty Bell, the Statue of Liberty, the Black Hills of South Dakota, wherever you go. And you take a picture with Flat Stanley, and you post it to your class or to a website or however, you know, wherever – you are so inclined to send Flat Stanley. Well, also the kids, and my parents have received one from one of their grandchildren. So that would be one of my, you know, my cousins sent them a Flat Stanley for them to take with them on their travels. And then they were to take pictures and then they shipped Flat Stanley back with the picture. So the whole idea is Flat Stanley goes very easily wherever you want him to go, and you take pictures with him on your travels. A, a traveling companion. It is. To, to kind of help lock in a few memories. Right, exactly. Well, how does this work with writing? Oh, it's very simple. We are – it's very simple. We have created a Flat Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so link in the show notes for downloading your own personalized copy. Now, we did not color it. That's black and white. So you print it out, and you can color it however you want to if you want to make your hair kind of the reddish blonde of your younger years or a little bit more gray today. No, no, no. Go for the color. Yeah, go for the color and just bring it with you and send uh, your pictures in to podcast at com, and we will gladly post them on 
our show notes page and wherever else we can find on social media. So we're kind of excited. Just about this. the picture or some writing to go with it? Well, like there does need to be a caption. And I like the idea of your caption that you mentioned earlier about this vacation, but it doesn't have to be long. Just Topic clincher. Yeah. Four sentences. At the most. You know, I just wonder... make it short. We want pictures. We don't want to burden you. We want this to be a fun activity. Yeah, so flat, gosh. Andrew, off we go across the United States and around the world. And we'll see where you can wind up, Andrew, because I know you do travel a lot, but maybe there are places that you've never been that you will virtually go to. Well, if I print out a flat, Andrew, and take it with me, then I would be going with myself to different places. I, I, I kind of like that idea, too. You should contribute to this this fun game. Okay. Kind of back on the idea of correspondence. Oh, okay. There's probably two groups of people who love getting letters mm. and who might mm. not necessarily get letters often. And I'm thinking of soldiers and prisoners. Yes. And, you know, to what degree you have access to people in those mm -hmm. situations, I don't know. But I can imagine that either of them receiving a letter from a young person expressing concern, gratitude, encouragement, or just sharing something about their life could really be a bright spot mm -hmm. in that day. And so, you know, I've I've kind of all bemoaned the the death of letter writing. You're right. And it's hard because we think, oh, email is so much more efficient. But those are two groups of people where the actual paper letter might be something they would really appreciate, maybe sure. even treasure. Yes. And, you know, a, a child may want to share um, an experience or talk about something that they have read or heard mm -hmm. or share their faith mm -hmm. or ask questions. You know, what's it like to be stationed overseas in right. a certain place or whatever? Right. So I don't know that we have any exact place to send people to get this information. But I would guess that almost everyone knows someone who knows someone mm -hmm. that would be either incarcerated or more likely in the military. Right, right. Well, and I just want to mention one more resource that we have, and that is we actually have a page on our website for writing classes. If parents want some help from our accredited instructors here at IEW, we do have some instructors who have special summer offerings. And of course, we uh, believe that these are going to be a little bit more on the fun side, the light side, but also help those students that just need a little bit of extra practice during the summer so that evaporation isn't right. just happening. And, you know, if it's approached correctly, mm -hmm. kids have kind of most likely got over the hump of, I don't like writing. Mm -hmm. And some of them have moved firmly into the camp of, I like writing. Indeed. And so, uh, you know, these ideas and others that you may come up with would be really kind of a great way to just keep the exercise, keep the activity, keep the brain engaged without policing you know, all the dress-ups, openers, top of clincher on every single thing. Right. Kind of. <laughs> Good. Well, these are great ideas. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing. Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.